what we intend doing this year deliberately is to make sure that this year we pursue certain things as the specific characteristics of Cosmos City Church. If it means we do the same things over and over and over, guess what? That's exactly what we're going to do. So we, we want to pursue the ideal of authentic worship. We want to pursue the ideal of the Great Commission. Can I assure you that if you are a member of this year, unless by your own rebellion, this year you would have witnessed to someone. This year you would have what? Unless by your own rebellion. Unless by your own refusal. But you see, members of Cosmos City Church come end of 2015, they should be knowing in their hearts, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. So these are some of the ideals that we need to pursue and produce disciples. Now here's, uh, I hope, Pro, do you have the song that I asked? You sorted. Who has a King James Version? Can somebody who has the King James Version read for us Revelation chapter 5? From let's start it from twelve. Revelation five, verse twelve. Saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven, on the, and on the earth, and under the earth, and as such as are in the sea, and all that are in them, had I saying, Blessing, and honor, and glory, and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne, and unto the Lamb forever and forever. What are they doing? They are ascribing what? Glory. They say he is worthy. Of glory and honor and power and praise. And to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Some people have said, Bazalwani, we got it wrong. We worship Jesus. And Jesus is not to be worshipped. But can I assure you, Jesus is to be worshipped. Hebrews chapter 1 says, When God sent him into the world, he said, Let the angels of God worship him. Amen. And in this context, who's the lamb that was slain? Jesus. So the Bible says, to him who sits on the throne, who sits on the throne, the ancient of days, and to the lamb. Are you following? And so when we worship, we worship the Godhead. But here's the, the, the Arab part that I want Ndademachi to sing, to rather read. Well, singing is fine. Uh, to read for us. Now, I have asked them to play this song. I hope when he finishes the reading, they'll be ready to play the song. There are two songs I have asked them to play for us. And these are the reasons I want us... I want you to listen to both of the songs. The first song that we are going to play for you, it's a song that typifies 
what kind of song we need to be singing if we want to emulate heaven's worship. It means we need to be singing scripture as we see it sung. Isn't it amazing that nobody in our midst borders to turn scripture into song? Are you following? So that's the first song that typifies to say, as a church, if we had 150 songs, that if all when they are sung, they are actually a reading of the Bible. Imagine what would happen to our young people. Everyone would know verses like they know John 3.16. But since we teach them high, 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 high fills their minds, but it doesn't fill their spirits. You can teach kids in church to sing Personally, that song is not going to make it to our pulpit. You understand? You know why? Because airtime is very precious. So what do we give airtime? We feed ourselves. But imagine if our songs were scriptures. As I was showing you, that other people have done it very well. Amen? The second song, the idea behind the song is the fact that people, especially in South Africa, the people that even we call kings and queens of gospel don't sing gospel. And because, Bazalani, we have no clue of what a gospel song is, we buy songs that we call gospel and they are not gospel. First and foremost, as we intend to sing gospel, we intend to sing the good news of Christ. We intend to sing about the gospel of the kingdom of God. That is the gospel according to the Bible. Therefore, what we call gospel is nothing but what Paul rebukes us for. Oh foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? You have now received another gospel, which is not the gospel. And so when you go and check your CDs, you will be shocked how much you listen to which is not gospel. Typically, you will listen to a song like If you are a child of God, you should know that. You understand? But you love the song. And you think, ah, it's a powerful song. It's not a powerful song. It's a nonsensical song. In the light of what the gospel should be. Are you still following? And so, when you listen to what you are listening to, I'm not saying go and chuck your songs. I'm just saying, when you hear Bokiji Mamfanawam, songs are good, you can love them, you understand? There are different songs and they are intended for different things. You, next time when we teach, again now we're teaching on corporate praise and worship. When we teach about songs, you will see there are songs of praise and worship. There are songs of exhortation. You understand? I feel like going on. It's a song of exhortation. You, 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 there are songs of encouragement. Songs of, there are different songs. But let's not bring any song to praise and worship and say it's praise and worship. Are you following me? So when you listen to certain songs, 
don't think anything that is not the gospel must be qualified as the gospel so we must go and check our remember i didn't say throw them away i only say be smart enough not to just deviate from your the intention of your heart the intention of your heart is to listen to gospel right okay Revelation chapter 5, verse 9. And they sang a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book, and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain, and hast redeemed us to God by the blood, out of every kindred, and tongue, and people, and nation. And they sang a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book, and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain, and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood, out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. They are still not ready. Let's read the lyrics of the song. Okay, they put it in NIV. Can you read it again? And they sang a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book, and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain, and hast redeemed us to God by the blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. It was coming. Yeah, you can put it. Don't worry. Don't worry about them. It's not them. It's those Mahua things. Think about the song and ask yourself, is it the kind of song if you're an artist in this church you would write? And as you see the song, it's nothing but scripture as it is. So here's a question. How do our musicians get their lyrics? And how do we get caught up in those lyrics ourselves? Popular project telling the lyrics. Okay, let's leave it. 
They are trying to quench my spirit. So let, let's leave it. Let's go to the next song. We'll get back to it. But here's the, the, the other song. You all know it. It says, my hope is built on nothing else. You remember the song? But what? But what? That kind of song is what a gospel song is. That's not the song. No, just be patient with them as well. Lena, I'm doing my best to be patient with them. So, Lena, do your best to be patient with them, is it? Yeah. You know the song. But I want you to analyze the content of what a gospel song should capture. Jesus. 
I need someone to tell me, what do you take from this song? You've listened to the song, right? You have processed the lyrics of the song. What do you take from a song, from that song? Anyone? What are you learning from the song? Should I give anyone a mic? Eh? No, just lift your hands. I don't want to oppress anyone. Evening saints are seeing the grace of God, His unconditional love and His faithfulness and He's unchanging in everything, even though we are not faithful, but he remains faithful. Whether he answers our prayers when we need him or some other things we may not achieve the way by the time we want to, but God still remains on his own. You see the grace of God in the song. Remember one of the things we taught, Tehillah. Remember what Tehillah means? What does it mean? To sing. When you Tehillah, the song must undoubtedly be about God. That's what a gospel song is. It must be about who God is. What does God do? What has Christ done? What are the attributes of God? This song gives you so many facets of who God is what he does, where my faith should be, when I go through the storm, what happens? Any other person wants to share their ideas on the song? Uh, that at last. Amen, Saint. Uh, as we can see, screening, the song itself is biblical. It just says, Christ alone, cornerstone. The second, the second line, it says the weak are being made strong. So out of the song, what we're learning is, it, 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 it's not those kind of the songs, say yes. But then you look at the song itself, it's, it's biblical. When you listen to it, it even attracts you. Amen. This song centers Christ. There's no confusion about the convictions about the song. It says Christ alone. He's what? He's Lord of and it speaks about what Christ does. Let the weak say okay, think of any song you know of by head that possibly you heard today that talks directly about Christ that you were listening as a gospel song. Now think about the ones you were listening to. As you were listening to whatever you were listening, did it centralize Christ? Hopefully. Hopefully you are learning not just to listen to songs because you like the artist. Hopefully you are learning that songs speaks to, speak to our lives. Amen? Can I get about... Nine volunteers. Let me just see if I... 
Why are you scared today? What's happening today? I was not fighting with them, by the way. I was just alluding to the fact that I thought we had an agreement. Yeah, please bring your Bibles with you. You can take one here if you not if you didn't come with one. Amen, sisters. We've gone back to assemblies. Uh, George, if you can open for us Psalm 149, verse 3. Uh, Psalm 150, verse 4. First Chronicles chapter 15, Psalm 30 verse 11. Psalm 47 verse 1. Psalm 28 verse 2 Psalm 63 verse 4 Who are Psalm 63 verse 4? Two. I know not to do me Oh to me I know you are just writing Tulewena, which one are you? And then 63 verse 4 to me. And gift Psalm 134 verse 2. Are you there, Vazalan? Now what we want to explore is what does the Bible say about expressions and actions of praise and worship. Amen. Can you read? Uh, Psalm 149 verse 3. Let them praise his name with dancing and music to him with tambourine and harp. Let, let them praise his name with dancing and make music with tambourine and harp. With what? Dancing. With dancing. So dancing is part of what we do. Okay, continue reading up to Benji. Psalm 150 verse 4. Praise him with timbrel and dance. Praise him with string, instruments and flutes. Interesting, isn't it? Instruments are accompanied with 
dancing and I want you to, to, to ask yourself whether we as a church are doing the right thing now. So if we dance to the music because you go out there and when you don't know why we do it. Okay. First Chronicles 15 verse 29 As the ark of the covenant of the Lord was entered the city of David Michael, daughter of Saul, washed from, from a window. And when she saw King David dancing and celebrating, she despised him. She despised him in her heart. You know what the word celebrating means there? We'll read it later. It says leaping. You know what it is to leap? Yeah? To jump. Mahua, that's all they know. But when we say dance, so that's leaping, right? And the Bible says they did it with their might. Okay? So what do we see? Dancing, leaping, instruments. Are we still on track as a church? Okay. Uh, Psalms 30 verse 11 You have turned for me my mourning into dancing You have put off my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness Yeah You'll just have to change now Or let's jump you because he says they took his We'll come back <laughs> to Lewis Psalms 47 verse 1. Clap your hands, all you nations. Shout to God with cries of joy. What must you do? Clap your hands and what? Have you realized that normally we clap hands if somebody says it? Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. But it doesn't come from our hearts as part of our worship. But it says, clap your hands with a shout of triumph. And so other people, when you clap, they're like, hey, I mean, we are singing, why are you clapping? Are you following? Okay. Psalm 28 verse 2. Listen to my prayer for mercy as I cry out to you for help. As I lift my hands towards your holy sanctuary. Okay, next one. Psalm 63 verse 4 Thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. Psalm 134 Psalm 134 verse 2 Lift up, lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless the Lord. Do you hear what it says? Lift up your In Ut-Aran, I will lift up my hands in your name. So it's not a tradition, but how, how often do we do it because we need a cheerleader? Lifting hands seems to be the second hardest thing for the modern church. What is the first difficult thing for us as a church? Kneeling down. You know, these things that are hard to, to us, for us to do, reveal our attitude towards God in worship. 
Because when you kneel down, you say God is supreme. If you struggle to kneel down, you are saying to him, you are not as supreme to me. So you basically declaring, I am more important than you. You are saying, you and I are at the same level. But John says, let him increase as I decrease. Are you still following? If you can't lift up your hands, you say to God, I cannot surrender to you. Because lifting hands, it's a sign of, listen, I will lift up my eyes to the hills. Why? Because that's where I get my but if you believe someone is more powerful, if you are fighting with an enemy, what do you do? And how do you surrender? No, you come, you lift up your hands, isn't it? Now we can sing, Oh, to Jesus I surrender Oh, to Him I I freely give. You know what we do? I will ever love and trust him in his presence. <laughs> and then we go, I surrender. Clueless, nonchalant, having no understanding whatsoever what we're doing. But a heart that is connected to God gets to the point where it realizes that when I say I surrender, it's that place where I acknowledge that without you I am nothing. Without you I can do. And that is why when there's no fear of God in, the, in his church, there is no surrendering. So you can imagine someone who comes to God and kneels down and lifts his or her hands. That person says, God, I acknowledge completely without you, I'm nothing. Isn't it amazing that the church is full of dancing than surrendering? Isn't they therefore surpri not surprising? Why are we not changing? Because the one who surrenders is the one who realizes their need for God. For without God, we cannot change. The only thing that you and I can do successfully without God is to sin. That's it. Sin is the only thing you don't need God to help you with. Okay, let's just read the last... Uh, Okay, let's start that side because come on another jumper. Psalm 5, verse 11. Psalm 32, verse 11. Psalm 95, verse 6. Please don't take it. <laughs> Psalm 22, verse 29. 
Revelation 4 verse 10 and Matthew 22 verse 26. Matthew 18, 26. George, do you have yours? Matthew 18, 26. Revelation, George. Revelation 28, verse, rather 22, verse 8. Yours is 18, 26. Okay, let's read Psalms 5, verse 11. But let all those rejoice who put their trust in you. Let them ever shout for joy, because you defend them. Let those who also love your name be joyful in you. Be what? Doesn't that teach us how to sing? Shout for what? Okay. Psalm 32, verse 11. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Mm. Psalm 35, verse 27. But give great joy to those who came to my defense. Let them continually say, Great is the Lord who delights in blessing his servant with peace. Let them continually say what? Great is the... Okay. Psalm 132 verse 9. May your priest be clothed with righteousness. May your saints sing for joy. For what? Shout. Sing for what? Do you realize how our services start? Our services, the way they start generally, they show you that we have not looked. Because normally when we start our services, it's as if we are waiting for the right song. After singing the first three songs. And I have told the worship team. If you hope to do something right. As far as singing is concerned. Sing your, your best song as the first song. And let whoever comes late. Find us gone. Don't sing like you are waiting for people who are late. Sometimes have you seen how churches start services? It's like, okay, let's start in a boring way. And then when the masses are here, then we can start our chase. Clearly, the people in the front and the people here are clueless about what they should be doing. Because when we enter, we enter his gates with thanksgiving in our hearts. We enter his courts with praise. Why? You know that song? I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his court with prayer. I will say this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice for he has made me blessed. But listen, listen. Sorry, Bazalan, Sorry, sorry. Let be let's be serious about what we're doing. People who do stuff in the front must be skillful. 
Because they must realize that when people come into the presence of God, are ready to rejoice. And those that come must also come what? Ready. There's about do 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 do. Who's ready? You, you finished the reading. Psalm, Psalm 95, verse 6. Come, let us bow down and let us bow in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. Come, let us bow in. Remember what I said? Almost all the time when the word worship is mentioned, bow, there's bowing down. Okay. Psalm 22, verse 29. All the prosperous of the earth shall eat and worship. All those who go down to the dust shall bow before him, even he who cannot keep himself alive. How's that? Continue, sir. Revelations 4, verse 10. The 24 elders fall down before him who sit on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They lay their crown before the throne and say, You are worthy, our Lord God, to receive glory, honor, and power. For you created all things, and by your, and by your will they were created, and have their being. Amen. Now I want you to see the next two verses that the two gentlemen are going to read. In line with worship. Read. Matthew 18 verse 26. The servants therefore fell down before him, saying, Master, have patience with me, and I will pay you all. Fell down before? What is he doing? Pleading. Okay, let's read the other one. Revelations 22 verse 8. I, John, I am the one who heard and saw these things. And when I had heard and seen them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angels who had been showing them to me. His understanding of worship, of supremacy, is that anytime there's worship, there's there's bowing down. But for us, we can stand here. Bazalani, this is a serious time of worship. And as you say that, nobody has a clue what you're talking about. How do we know we have no clue? You'll see what we do after that. Bazalani, nice time for worship. I mean, that's what... And it doesn't only happen here. For me, it gets disturbing when it happens here. But now I would have taught it in church. So when you see us correcting it, don't think we have anything personal against the person. Have you ever seen how people in the front sometimes look lost in the songs they are singing and hoping to lead us? That cannot happen. We need to look at people in the front and have an idea of what we should be doing. Why? Because they are leading us. Are you still okay? 
God is good, isn't he? George, let's read the last group of verses. Second Samuel 6.16. Is that a hard one? Second Samuel. X 3.8. Zephaniah. Hey, I'm just kidding. Psalm 30 verse 4. Psalm 33 verse 2. And let's just say another one. Psalm 33 verse 3. How's that? And then uh, Psalm 47 verse 6. Psalm 57 verse 7. Psalm 59 verse 16. And Psalm 150 verse 1. We'll be done with the reading. Yes, you found it. Yeah. Second yeah. Samuel chapter 6 verse 16. As the ark of the Lord was entering the city of David, Michal, daughter of Saul, watched from a window, and when she saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, she despaired him in her heart. So, leaping and... Have you seen leaping and dancing in this church? Many times. I think that one, we're very good at it. Leaping and... Okay. Three eight. Acts chapter three verse eight. So he le- so leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, le- leaping and praising God. Walking, leaping and. Why? Expressing that joy. Are you still following us? Okay. Psalm 30 verse 4. Sing the praises of the Lord, you his faithful people. Praise his holy name, for his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Sing. Right? What? Remember we spoke about sing and sing a new song. Okay, next one. Psalm 33, verse 2. Praise the Lord with the harp. Make melody to him with an instrument of ten strings. How's that? Do you know that the Bible says, Play skillfully unto the Lord. You, you remember Zama. When we Zama God, it doesn't make sense for our instrumentalists to be bimbing. If they, they want the ministry of worship to take root. So far they're doing very well. But you understand they must get to a point where one of them can play an instrument. And we can all be caught up in the presence of God. How many of you have listened to Abraham Laborie? Remember Ancient of Days? You remember that guy? You don't know the song. Okay, let me just think of who do you know who plays an instrument such that 
Don't say Alicia Keys. I'm talking about somebody who takes you into the presence of God. Who? Oh yeah, at least Michael W. Smith. I thought you were saying Oliver Mtuguz. And Bethel. Bethel music. Are you following saints? Sometimes you must listen to someone playing like Bo Alex Akuna. He plays percussion, drums, and you sit there and you think, I can listen to this guy alone. Jimmy Sagat. So you are old school. Jimmy Sagat. <laughs> Aras don't know how Jimmy Sagat plays. Why? Because if the guys that are playing here are not skillful, they are imparting a sense of disorientation to the whole church. But if somebody plays skillful, Luana, you can tell us Angena today. Even if you were not sure who Angena, but you can tell that there's something about the way that guy plays the keyboard, plays. You understand? So one day, don't say we didn't tell you, we will come to church and ask them to do Zama and see whether we deserve what is there or not. Two songs and listen to them. Have you ever been to a jazz festival? Do you sing? You just sit there and like, oh, this guy. <laughs> but in church, when the keyboard is played, you think, Joshua Are you following me? So we need to get to a place where each one of them can play such in a manner that all of us can say, Wow, God is upon his play. Next reading. Uh, Psalm 33, verse 3. Sing, sing to him a new song. Play skillfully and shout for joy. You heard again. Sing a new song. Play skillful. So one day we must just approach our team and say, please, for this month, don't sing these songs anymore. They have become Cosmos City anthems. Sing a new song. I agree we are still on the same page. Amen. Psalms 47 verse 6. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our King. Sing praises. It has to be repeated. Yeah. <laughs> Next. Psalm 57 verse 7. My heart is confident in you, O God. My heart is confident. No wonder I can sing your praises. You remember what we said about worship. It must bring confidence in God. Psalm 59 verse 16. But I will sing of your power. Yes, I will sing aloud of your mercy in the morning. For you have been my defense and refuge in the day of my trouble. See the content of our songs. I will sing of your power. I'll sing of what God has done. Yes. Psalm 150 verse 1. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty firmament. Praise the Lord in his sanctuary. Good read. Shall we stand up in this place? Worship team want to come.
<laughs> you can sing an old song. <laughs> it would be nice for them to sing a new song, but I'm sure we might hear something strange. Where are they now? They disappeared. <laughs> So saints, we're going to praise and I hope you are improving as a worshiper. I hope you are realizing that some of the music you're listening to does not help you. Amen? And I hope tomorrow we'll announce we are going to do auditions. Uh, We are going to bolster the team. No, you're not going to fire them. I think now they are doing a good job. Uh, we are just hoping they will improve. And yeah, we are going to work with them for a month. If after a month, they are not where we intend them to be, clearly we don't need a worship team in this church. We must just all sing. We'll start choruses. Start a chorus leader. Chorus. chorus. But what has to come from here? At least by end of Feb, should say to us, we have elevated our understanding of what we're doing as we come to worship God. Amen. Shall we just lift our voices before they see and just bring praise to God? Bible says, shout whatever it is in your heart to do, but bring glory to God. 